When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. In the zone. On the job till the cows come home. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ah, finally Friday, and I'll bet there are a lot of FFA members across the state of Wisconsin that are absolutely exhausted. Good morning, everyone. Farm Director Pam Yonke, so glad you're along with us. They wrapped it off in fine fashion yesterday at the Alliant Energy Center with the announcement of their new Wisconsin State FFA president, and that young woman hails from Mondovi. Her name, Casey Dank. Our own Allison Lund got a chance to catch up with that brand new president, talk a little bit about her background and what she hopes to accomplish as a Wisconsin State FFA president. You're going to hear that on a Friday. I'm Pam Yankee, by the way. Glad you're along with us. Boy, and I got to tell you, I am glad the temperatures were a little cooler overnight. There are still a lot of people in the state of Wisconsin that are living without power from northeast Wisconsin to the Mawson area and other rural areas that are still kind of struggling and hoping that power companies are going to be able to get the lights back on as of today. So as far as the forecast is concerned, very, well, I shouldn't say very, but pretty mild compared to earlier this week and a nice-looking weekend on the way. Today, sunshine and 80 degrees. Tomorrow, sunshine and 75. Sunday, sunshine and 84. And then we... Still have sunshine around next week, but we kick it off Monday with a high temperature, potentially around 92 degrees. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist has those details coming up. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. We keep reporting about grants that are available to creameries and small businesses around the state. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Taylor had direct contact with somebody who's taking advantage of some of that funding. Yeah, that's right, Joel. And with the help of dairy processor grant money from the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection, and a grant from the Dairy Business Innovation Alliance, Apeoli Creamery is reaching new heights with what they're able to do on their property. I'm Taylor Schaefer from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Building renovations, new equipment, and products are all in the forecast for Landmark Creamery, which is a Paoli-based operation that was founded eight years ago. Anna Landmark, who's the co-owner and head cheesemaker at the, at the operation, shares more about their story and how they're utilizing state dollars to expand their operation. So my name is Anna Landmark, and in 2014, um, my business partner and I, Anna Thomas-Bates, launched Landmark Creamery. We specialize in sheep milk cheeses, but we do do some cow milk cheese. Um, We try to use pasture-grazed milk as much as we're able to. And we've we've been successful for the last eight years in, in growing our business, and we kind of distribute small our small batches of cheese um, pretty much across the country, coast to coast. And in terms of your sales, wholesale directly to the consumer, what does that kind of look like for your business model? Mm-hmm. When we first got started, it was pretty much 
primarily wholesale. Um, when we opened up our retail store in the fall of 2017, we started doing a lot more direct to consumer. The pandemic really shifted the balance. Um, we had been about 80% wholesale, 20% direct to consumer, and uh, most of our wholesale was going to restaurants. Um, and so when the pandemic hit and everything shut down, we pretty much lost 80% of our business in, in the span of a week or two. So we, we were able to quickly revamp, though, because we had a pretty robust website that allowed us to do online orders, shipping, and we were able to set up a local delivery program. And that kind of carried us through. And, and since then, we're trying to kind of reestablish a balance of about 50% direct-to-consumer in the, the Dane County region. Um, and about 50% wholesale then, where we're still continuing to ship to some of our, our previous customers, distributors who are on the coast and a couple other states around the area. Looking at your plans for expansion, can you talk about how those dairy processor grants are really going to impact you here at this business? The grants are, are helping us with planning to both expand our product lineup, but also just grow our production by owning our own facilities. So right now, we rent space to manufacture our cheese at Cedar Grove, and we've been doing that since uh, since we launched in 2014. So Bob Wills has been very generous in letting us bring our sheep milk up there and making our cheese from anywhere, you know, from once a week. Um, for a while, I was doing a couple times a week. And it's really kind of varied our schedule. You know, our schedule's varied as we've gone through the years. But, you know, we're, we've always been somewhat limited to, you know, the equipment that he has in his plants, which is tailored around the styles of cheese he's making. And by renovating our own building now, we'll be able to really expand the, the different types of cheeses that we're making. Even the shapes of cheeses that we're making, you know, we'll be able to expand the number of forms that we're using and things like that. And we'll also be able to add a lot of new products you know, because we'll be able to use a separator, we'll be able to do mixed milk cheeses. And these are all things that are just challenging to do when you're renting space in somebody else's plant. You know, the steps that take multiple days are things that have been out of our reach so far. So the grants are helping us cover engineering, which is a very expensive and very time-consuming, long process to try to get your floor plans together and make sure all the systems are working. They're going to help us through a lot of the licensing and regulation process as well. And then some of the other grants are going to help us with purchasing particular pieces of equipment that are really expensive. You know, a, a milk separator, cream separator is a $60,000 piece of equipment. Some of the cup sealers for, you know, lengthening um, the shelf life on some of our products is another $35,000. So the grants are really helpful in enabling us to be able to make those purchases and start it's kind of diversifying both on the market side and but on the product side too. And on top of the cheese that you have here, you're also interested in potentially producing your own butter. So can you talk about how Seven Acres is really going to play a role here with Landmark, how you're going to have a business that's almost cohesive together with that butter production, but then also the products that you do produce here? Sure. Yeah, so we've always wanted to, butter's always been one of those products that we would really love to make. One, we wanted to do really high-end, like, really special, like, pasture-grazed or butter made with local milk 
kind of like like you get from France. They're, they have a lot of regional butters, and the production is just really spot on and a really, really high quality butter. But, you know, you need a separator. And honestly, butter production is not compatible with cheese production. It's completely different temperatures in your make rooms, very different equipment. So in the, the, the limited space that we have here in our building in Pale Eye, we just couldn't fit in both cheese production and butter production. And because we wanted to utilize specific milk, either from local farms or pasture-grazed milk, we can't just buy cream, you know, from other plants either. So we wanted to control that process, which meant we needed a separator. And then we needed the cheese production to be able to do something with the rest of that skimmed milk. So when Nick kind of approached us about his project with the Seven Acre Dairy Company and whether there was any sort of production that we could do in his building... As he wanted to carry that tradition forward in that building as having some sort of dairy production going on there. Butter seemed like the logical fit. We did need a lot of space. The equipment itself is small. We're able to do the cream separation here in our, our building. We can process the rest of the skim milk into, you know, whether it's bottled milk or cheese, or maybe we mix it with sheep milk and do mixed milk cheeses. But then we can just take the cream down there and we can do 100 gallons tiny 100-gallon batches at a time. So it was a really good fit, and it's something now that he can feature in his restaurant. We can do, you know, special butters just for him. We can do little stamps for his restaurant and things like that, and it gives us an outlet for that product, but then also allows us to sell it in the region too. So I don't anticipate our wholesaling, wholesaling our butter very much. I think most of what we're making will be We'll, or most of what we'll be making will sell direct to consumer, either through our store or farmers markets or some of you know some of the closer grocery stores in the area. We're just really excited. I think it's going to be a really fun product. You mentioned that local piece. So mm-hmm. working with local producers, getting sheep milk. How has that really played a role in your business and even the local community here with your storefront? Yeah. So we've been lucky that like from very early on we've been able to partner up with sheep dairies in this area. So a lot of the sheep dairies initially in Wisconsin were up in the Eau Claire area and there's still a number of them up there. But we've always been lucky in that there's always been a couple down here in our area. So we've always had access to fresh milk. We haven't had to buy frozen. We've been able to get it hauled up to Cedar Grove pretty easily up until COVID and then we ran into some milk hauling challenges, but now we've got the equipment to haul it ourselves. But also, you know, there's still a handful of farms here right around Paoli, right? It's still all farmland as soon as you leave this road. A number of them have histories, like their, they're, you know, fathers, grandfathers used to ship milk to Paoli. And so it's been really fun to talk to them and figure out how we could potentially get milk from them to bring back that tradition, right, of, of cheese production and Paoli. So the Sarbachers, who are just a quarter mile here up Range Trail, we've had some conversations with them. They sell their milk to Foremost Farms, who's actually willing to sell to us. So we, you know, to get started, we won't have the ability to buy all of the milk that they're producing. So this is a great step because now we can purchase their milk directly from Foremost. And I think it's a win for Foremost because they get some of the the media attention that we're getting. We get to highlight some of their farmers um, and the fact that they do still purchase milk from a lot of small farms too, in addition to the big ones. So I'm excited about that partnership. And then our sheep dairy will be able to increase our sheep production 
you know, and they're they're growing. They have the capacity to add a whole second milking parlor and double the number of sheep that they have. So I'm excited to be able to help them grow and just produce more really high quality sheep milk cheese and continue kind of educating consumers in this area in the Dane County region, but also kind of spread our, our distribution to across the country. Long term, what would you say are some of your goals here at Landmark? So whether that be cheese production, butter production, where do you really see yourself playing a role here at Pale Line? I mean, I think we we kind of secretly harbor a wish that we can kind of bring back like a you know the the milkman delivery route, right? So we can we'll be able to bottle milk. We'll be making butter. We'll maybe have some fresh cream or half and half, some cream cheeses, and then a whole slew of different types of sheep and cow milk cheeses that we can really saturate this area with. So if somebody comes into our store, we're hoping that they're leaving with a bottle of milk, a couple pounds of butter, and, you know, four or five different styles of cheeses that they're going to enjoy for the next couple weeks. So we're just really looking to expand what people can take home. Pele is kind of a tourist area, and people love to come here we get a lot of of tourists out from Chicago, but we also get just a lot of locals who come here and who like to have a beer in the hop garden. And we hope they'll come here then to pick up their milk and butter or to grab some cheese and, and, and go and snack on their cheese down by the river. That's what we're hoping is to really, really expand our, our reach here in this area, sell a lot more products to consumers and just make really special products that people want to come seek us out for. Again, that's Anna Landmark, co-owner and head cheesemaker at Landmark Creamery. Building renovations at Seven Acre are set to wrap up later this fall when they will begin churning their butter. But until then, you can visit the Landmark Creamery storefront on weekends to find a variety of cheeses and other local products. To learn more about Landmark Creamery or to order cheese of your own, visit their website at LandmarkCreamery.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Taylor Schaefer. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. There goes Pam Youngke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. Kerthump. That jolting experience when you hit a pothole. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Protect your tires from uneven wear with a front-end alignment from Tom's Auto Center. It's also a free service when you purchase a new set of tires. And you'll be driving straight the way you should be. Stay safe, drive safe. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Tom's Auto Center, here to get her fixed, get her done, to get you going, guys. Your tough jobs, the really big ones, deserve a hard-working John Deere tractor from Sloan Implement. Right now, get 0% for five years and $1,000 off on a 5E series tractor. No matter the size of your work, the John Deere 5E is the perfect fit. And when you take a seat on your tractor, your land stands to benefit. 0% for 60 months. Some restrictions apply. See Sloan Implement for details. Offer ends 10 What's the difference between shopping William Thomas Custom Jewelry and a franchise jewelry store? 
The young rep at the franchise store probably knows more about their cell phone than they do exquisite jewelry. And where will they be in the future when you need them? William Thomas Custom Jewelry is a Madison original, and they'll be here for you whenever you need them. Creating one-of-a-kind pieces and here for the long haul. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Rough hands, dirty boots, and farming roots. It's all we know. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And let's get right to it. A Compure Financial Friday Ag Weather Update. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. And I'll tell you, a lot of folks around Wisconsin still cleaning up from the severe weather earlier this week. The good news is this weather is going to be a lot friendlier to those uh, wire crew, the uh, electrical crew that are out there trying to restore power. Absolutely. A, a lot easier without the heat and humidity that's been around. We are looking at a more quiet spell, if you will, heading into the weekend. The frontal boundary off to our south now lining up from all around parts of northern Ohio back to Missouri. Weather radar doesn't indicate any kind of precipitation in our area. That's great news. There is another weak, cool front that's going to try to drop in out of the north. Not having much effect. In fact, it kind of dissipates as it drops in, but it will be followed up by a warm front. That's why as we look through the weekend and overall, we stay dry and comfortable. Temperatures a lot closer to normal for the next couple of days. They start to rise for next week. And on the approach of that warm front, I think we have to mention that at least in this part of Wisconsin, there may be some rain chance around toward Monday night. Further north, northeast Wisconsin, maybe as far down as, as Lake Winnebago, there's a slight chance of a little shower activity a little later Sunday. It's a really slight possibility even there, but the warm air is going to build in real steadily right through Sunday and into Monday. Early next week, we head back into the upper 80s. We can count on that. I'll have forecast details right after As this. a proud supporter of the dairy industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to dairy producers during June Dairy Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious dairy products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure here.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compier Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. It's 15 minutes until dinner time and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McVin Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. All righty, Stu, let's have that beautiful forecast for the weekend. 
All right, the Compure Financial Ag weather forecast is sunny skies and really nice. A lot of low 80s, maybe an upper 70 in eastern Wisconsin today. Northwest winds 5 to 15. We stay clear overnight, dropping back into the lower or call it mid-50s. How about that? North winds at 5 to 10. Sunny skies on Saturday, a little cooler. A lot of upper 70s, maybe a low 80 in the west with east winds about 5 to 10. Mostly sunny on Sunday, that slight chance of rain in the northeast parts of the state. I'd expect some low 80s, maybe mid-80s at La Crosse already. South winds at 5 to 10. A little warmer with some rain chance by Monday, Pam. We could see temps up into the low 90s already Monday. Boy, but it's a beautiful morning with temperatures generally in the 60s, even upper 50s for some folks. I guess we'll enjoy what we've got and brace ourselves. Hopefully everybody's got power restored by the time we get towards Monday, huh? Yeah, we'll need the AC again. Absolutely. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Talk to you on Monday. All right. See you then. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Friday. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. Severe weather did not do anything to disrupt the activity at the Wisconsin State FFA Convention. It wrapped up yesterday with the announcement of the new Wisconsin State FFA president. Our own Allison Lund was there and brings you the details coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You love your home. It's full of memories from the past and even more memories to be made. When you're ready to spruce it up, contact AF Construction. AF Construction will talk to you about your addition ideas like a relaxing three-season sunroom or expanded living space. AF Construction, your local hands-on remodeling contractor, offering line item estimates and eye-popping results. For your free consultation, visit afconstructionllc.com. Get ready for a remarkable new look. Let's ride bikes. 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 Having your bicycle serviced at the shop is a real hassle. I'm Andy Q, owner of the Bike Mobile. For the past 25 years, I've watched people wrestle with their bikes in shop parking lots. I knew there had to be an easier way, so I started the Bike Mobile. The Bike Mobile is a mobile bicycle repair van that comes to you at home or at work. Book your appointment today at thebikemobile.com and let's ride bikes. I don't want to brag. That means you're totally about to brag. Everything in my home matches, matches perfectly. It's all pulled together. That's because I have my own personal interior designer. You have your own interior designer because you shop at Lazy Boy. My Lazy Boy designer can pull strings and get me custom fabrics that match, handles and feet that coordinate my personal style, and color combinations that nobody else has. Everybody can have it. You just have to start at Lazy Boy. My personal designer knows knows how to bring it all together without it looking all, all, um, what's the word? It's not all matchy-matchy. You get the idea. Of course, this kind of customization isn't available to just anyone. It's available to everyone. Unless you have a personal designer. From Lazy Boy. It all comes together with Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. 
It's the Bergstrom June 3000 Humane Society Challenge. Help us help the local animal shelters and donate $300,000 to the Humane Societies in our communities. For every vehicle that you purchase in June, Bergstrom Automotive will contribute $100 to the surgery center at the Humane Society in your area. During the Bergstrom June 3000 Challenge, shop from the largest selection of Chevy trucks and SUVs in Wisconsin, all with Bergstrom's negotiation-free upfront pricing, including our exclusive seven-day lowest price protection guarantee and seven-day money-back guarantee. Choose a vehicle that's in stock, reserve one that's on the way, or order one just the way you want it. Help us donate $300,000 and secure the equipment and medicine to get these animals the care that they need. Find new roads in a new Chevrolet. Stop in or shop and purchase at BergstromChevrolet.com. Let's take care of the animals together. We give you the tools, knowledge, and income so you can take your career however far you want to take it. I'm Wynn Davies. W.E. Davies and Sons Remodeling is now hiring carpenters, lead carpenters, boycott a stale career. We want you to take on a fresh perspective to your path in life. We're a local family business offering services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. You can be your next team player to deliver stunning, transformative results. Visit wedaviesremodeling.com. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We're happy to introduce our newest Vice President of Commercial Lending, John Schroeder. I'm excited to be part of the Settlers Bank team, and I look forward to building relationships and providing credit solutions to businesses throughout Dane County. To contact John, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member, FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. It's Preston from Window World. I hear too many stories of people being held hostage through a three-hour window appointment and pressured to sign now for a project that's worth a small fortune. At Window World, we take as much or as little time as you have and provide a clear, easy-to-read estimate right on the spot. Don't think your window project is out of reach because some companies ruined your experience. Call the best value in your area. Window World. Call Window World. You'll be glad you did. Time to pop on that helmet, strap yourself in, and stand on that pedal. Sugar River Raceway is now open for the season, and the race is on. Perfect for bachelor parties, company outings, turnkey Thursdays, or just because you want to drive a real 50-mile-an-hour racing machine. Go to SugarRiverRaceway.com for program schedules, rider race information, and what's on tap for this week at the track. Sugar River Raceway, just 40 minutes south of Madison and Broadhead. Get your race on! All right, so, Robbie, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, uh, OTAs are done. What, what did you think of the OTAs here that was? Anyone really standing out for you? I know it was just kind of the rookies uh, you know, and the younger guys around this week. And Rashawn Gary was there saying it, it's about setting a standard for the Packers. It's about you know knowing your history and setting a standard. What, what was the final takeaway on the uh, OTAs here for the Packers? Yeah, obviously a pretty quiet week over there. Evo, um, you know, they only let us in on Tuesday, but, uh, you know, whatever. It, it, it's great, and I've mentioned this on your show before, you know, just, just to, again, again, not only see these guys on the field, but then get a chance to, to sit and talk with, with some of the young guys and the new guys who, who you know, even, even third-year guys, Evo, are, are new to some of us media in terms of sitting down and talking to them just because of the last two crazy COVID seasons and, and things like that. So, you know, for example, I, I sat there for 15 minutes the other day with, uh, 
you know, with, with, with uh, you know, the, the, the tight end, uh, Josiah DeGuara. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it's his third year there, and we had never met. I mean, so a lot of no one, there's a lot of guys that have never met Jordan Love and, you know, things like that. And, and, and he was available again on Wednesday um, or on Tuesday. Overall takeaways, Evo, you know, some of these young rookie wideouts flash, but as I was telling Nelly, um, you know, in, in, in the break, let's see what happens now when Eric Stokes is covering them in, in a month, right? When Jair is, is out there uh, on a consistent basis, when they have to beat Rasul Douglas, um, you know, in, in his press coverage, they're doing it right now against, you know, KB and Ento in, in, uh, in his gains and third and fourth and fifth string corners and things like that. But, but there's a reason to be a little bit optimistic that these young guys maybe can give them at, at the wide Oak group a little bit more than, than we thought on draft night. But, but again, once pads go on and once the, once the veterans and the starters are, are all locked in, we're, we're going to find out and, and we're going to know a lot more. Uh, you mentioned Rashawn Gary. I mean, I, I think it's a great story. I think it's terrific. Um, you know, that, that he's been there for all this off season stuff. I, I wrote a piece last week, Ebo. He's going to be the guy who's going to get the next big contract in green Bay. Jair just got his last month. Uh, Rashawn Gary is going to be next. He, he's going to break the bank at outside linebacker after, after what he did last year. Uh, you know, the, the sacks don't jump off the page. They're impressive. You know, the, you know, he, he pushed double digit sacks, but his pressures, Ebo, were number two in the league. Um, now he's just got to learn how to finish. And if he does that, Ebo, he's going to have 15, 16 sacks. And he's, he's going to get, you know, TJ Watt money. Um, you know, he, he's going to get both some money, something like that. So uh, he understands all that. He gets it from where he was, guys, two years ago when everybody around the state was calling him a bust and, and a wasted pick at number 12. What? It's remarkable how far he's come. Um, and, and like I said, he, he's next in line guys for, for that next big contract. To me, that was one of the big takeaways, uh, you know, from this off season is, is I do think this guy's ready to explode. He's, he's going to be an all pro. He's going to be a pro bowler this year. And, and guys, I, you know, I think he's going to be one of the two or three best players on what should be a top five defense. All right, Rob. So let me ask you this now. Uh, by the way, I was there with the, the Rashawn Gary. Like I was scratching my head and wondering why the hell they uh, picked him and traded up to get a guy like this. But hey. It's that's the first time I've ever been wrong in my life. Looking pretty good. Yeah, Robbie, I didn't like the pick at all. Yep. I didn't like the pick at all. Thought there was a lot more question marks than there were like things I could hold my hat on. But I'm happy to be wrong, especially if he can be a long term uh, centerpiece to a defense. Well, Rob, let me ask you this. I just wanted to admit that I was wrong for the first time ever. But let me ask you this, Robbie. So Matt LaFleur, well, when the OTAs first started, was like saying comments that he was, you know, hopeful about David Bakhtiari and that, you know, we anticipate him to do this and this. And then it never happened. Uh, Matt LaFleur, again, saying we fully anticipate Bakhtiari being ready to go for training camp. What's the vibe on David Bakhtiari? Was he doing a little more during the OTAs than he was uh uh, for the previous OTAs, I guess a couple weeks ago. No, he was just re- he was just part of the rehab no. group, and, so, and 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 the rest of that comment too, Evo from Matt Lafleur. You know, we fully anticipate him being ready to go. Was his comment about training camp? But then he also added, "But we also fully expected him to go at, at various points I last know. year." Um, and believe me, we're we're all fascinated by this story. It's kind of a wait and see. Uh, if, if you know, if I if I had to bet a few bucks on it, I, he he should be out there when camp starts on on July 27th, that first morning when when they'll be out there for that first training camp practice. Evo, 
But, um, you know, again, we, we all expected him, especially after that Lions game in Week 17 last season. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I bet there are a lot of exhausted FFA members and advisors, maybe even some chaperones that are back at home this morning after the conclusion of the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention that wrapped up yesterday in Madison. Our own Allison Lund was there to visit with the newly elected Wisconsin State President. Stick around for that conversation just a moment. I'm Pam Youngke. Really glad you're along with us on a finally Friday morning. Looks beautiful. Today we're going to see sunshine 80 degrees tomorrow sunshine and 75 saturday sunshine and 84 wondering where we're going to be well this afternoon starting at four o'clock myself and stephanie hoff are making the trip up to mauston now i know that community of mauston suffered some severe storm damage uh, just 24 hours ago but the good folks at remax real pros want to help their community recognize our hard-working dairy farm families and our dairy processors starting at four o'clock at their office in mauston they are going to be handing out some free dairy for folks in the community. So Stephanie and I will see you this afternoon at REMAX Real Pro's office in Monston, starting at about 4 o'clock. We're sticking around for a little while there. Then I'll see you tomorrow morning also at the Columbia County Moo Day Brunch. That's at the Manthe Paulson Dairy Farm, just outside of DeForest. I expect to introduce the families, probably some around 10, 30, 11 o'clock or so. Columbia County Moo Day Brunch, that's where I'll be tomorrow morning. Remember, any dairy events going on around the state, wisconsindairy.org. Well, so today is the 17th day of June. Not a lot of big items. On this day back in 1972, five people were arrested that turned out to be operatives of the Watergate scandal. They were caught trying to wiretap the Democratic National Committee headquarters at the Watergate complex. It ultimately led to the resignation of U.S. President Richard Nixon. Started on this day back in 1972. On this day in 1885, the Statue of Liberty arrived in New York. Hundreds of thousands of spectators watched it sail into the harbor, a gift to the United States from the people of France. That's on this day back in 1885 when the Statue of Liberty arrived. And happy birthday to American tennis player Venus Williams. And now you know. Well, yesterday, as I said, the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA convention drew to a close with the announcement of Casey Dank, young lady from the Mondovi FFA, as our new Wisconsin State FFA president. Allison Lund visits with her. Well, the energy is high here at the end of the 93rd Wisconsin State FFA Convention. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund, and I'm here with Casey Dank from the Mondovi FFA chapter, and she was just elected as our state FFA president for the 2022-23 to year. Before we get any further, could you just detail, like, what is your background in agriculture, uh, who are your parents, all that stuff, where are you from? Yeah, I grew up in Mondovi, Wisconsin. My parents are Mark and Tammy Denk. I grew up on my family's beef farm, so we have beef cattle, and then we also raise Holstein and Angus Cross steers. So that's my tie to agriculture. I've been working on my farm our entire life, and I'm so happy that I get to serve for an organization that gives back to agriculture. Can you remember sort of a defining moment when you realized FFA was for you? I remember coming to state convention when I was younger. With My sister was actually a member of FFA. I wasn't yet, and FFA has been a long-lasting family tradition. My dad used to be an FFA advisor, and my whole family's been involved, so I think it was just kind of realized I joined the organization when I was of age, and then I took off from there, and I'm not ready to pump the brakes yet. 
So now, fast forward a few years, you were just a state officer this last year, now you're going to serve as president next year. What gave you that push to try to put yourself out there as a state officer? The members. I always looked up to the state officers so much when I was an FFA member, and I was like, maybe I could do that one day, and here I am, and then I met the members throughout the entire state, and they're, they're the ones that encouraged me and inspired me to serve another year in this organization. So what are you most looking forward to uh, into this next year? I know we're getting into more of a new normal, so what are you looking forward to returning? I'm looking forward to all the events. It's from driving to the events with my teammates, bonding, and then you get to the events, you get to meet all the FFA members. We'll start off strong next, this coming Monday. We have training, and then throughout the summer we'll be busy. We'll spend two weeks at the Wisconsin State Fair. We'll be going to golf outings for the foundation. We'll get to go to Farm Tech Days in Loyal. So we'll be traveling the state, and we're going to hit the ground running for sure. So you mentioned that you're going to jump right into things. What does some of that training look like, especially for you now that you're president? Yeah, we get to meet with national facilitators. So we'll be in Marshfield, which is our home base for the year, and really nice. It's a home away from home for sure. And we'll just get with our facilitators. We'll learn about leadership, what style of leadership is the most important. We'll learn more about ourselves and more about our teammates. And really over the weeks of training, we'll also just learn how we're going to serve as a team and how we're going to do the best for our members. Casey Denk, along with us from the Mondovi FFA chapter, just elected as our Wisconsin State FFA president for the upcoming school year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Allison Lund. BioVet microbial and nutritional supplements are formulated by their own staff veterinarian. Their focus on technology, research, and innovation ensures that your livestock receive live microbials and the absolute best nutritional ingredients to support all stages of health, growth, production, and reproduction. When you think healthy livestock, think BioVet and let them help you grow your profits. Call today, 1-800-BIOVET1 or find them online at bio-vet.com. It's 15 minutes until dinner time, and between everything on the stove, table, and cutting board, you've got enough to worry about. But everyone knows the meal isn't complete without warm, delicious rolls. So what can you do? There's no time to make rolls from scratch or pick some up from the bakery. Now you don't have to compromise. Try Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls with all the taste and freshness of homemade rolls, ready in around 10 minutes. Simply heat them in the oven and you're done. No prep necessary, no stress required. Complete the meal with Rhodes Warm and Serve Rolls. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall report to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Markets yesterday in Chicago really suffered. Barrel cheese dropped seven and a half cents to two thirteen and a half. Forty pound block cheese down fourteen and a half at two oh eight. And double butter dropped a penny two ninety six a pound. This morning in Chicago, July milk is down eleven twenty three sixty six. December corn is up eleven at seven forty five. November beans up nine fifteen fifty two. July wheat up three. 1081. Dow Jones Industrial Average this morning is also up more than 200 points. Coming up, we're talking with Taylor Schaefer, the next Alice in Dairyland, about things that farmers worry about. And believe me, it's not just the weather and the market. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Because of you, someone gets to stay home in familiar surroundings. Because of you, there will always be a friendly smile. Because you are the bright star in someone's life. Bright Star Home Care is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes working one-on-one with clients in their homes means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the bright star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. You might want a new kitchen to upgrade the countertops, add soft closed doors and drawers, or improve on the original layout with new wall placement. Actuate Improvement will make your kitchen more livable, all the while helping you increase the value of your entire home. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. You know who tells a great story? Our Tom's Auto Center customers, like Shelly, who recently gave us a five-star review. It reads, more than helpful in explaining repairs in terms I understand and making an appointment that works with my schedule. Thanks, Shelly. Schedule your appointment. Tom'sAutoCenter.com We'll make sure you get five-star service. Tom's Auto Center. With a getter fix, getter done to get you going, guys. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. majority of farm families worry about major medical expenses. I'm Taylor Schaefer for the Midwest Farm Report, and that is the message from a recent study published by the National Farm Medicine Center, one that found that these worries could threaten farm businesses. I spoke with Florence Bicot, one of the lead researchers for the study, who's also a rural sociologist and associate research scientist. She shares more about what they learned from the study, one that surveyed farmers across the nation in 10 different states. So the study um, is a study that was funded by the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and it was started actually by one of my colleagues, um, Dr. Shoshana Inwood, who is at The Ohio State University. And the goal of the study was really to understand how is the Affordable Care Act impacting farmers' access to health insurance, as well as the interaction with farm business development. So the study first started, you know, in the mid-2000s, right when the new law was getting um, implemented. So for the study, for this particular part of the study, we conducted a survey and heard back from about 1,200 farmers in 12 different states across the country. So we had chosen states across the country to represent different types of farm commodities and farm scales. You mentioned that you surveyed multiple states across the nation, but using that information, Florence, what were you really able to learn? Yes, it was 10 states. Sorry if I said 12. A few different things. What we found is that health insurance is really a problem. The cost of health insurance as well as the quality of health insurance is a challenge that many farmers across the country are facing. 
And in the particular study, that the most recent study that was published was when we looked at if farmers had a medical debt. We found that 20% of the farmers we spoke with had a medical debt over $2,000, which might not seem like a whole lot. But then when we asked them if they had concerns about their ability to pay for the cost of a major illness or injury without going into debt, it was 55% that said, yes, we're, we're worried. And what we also heard from farmers is not only they were worried about having to take on debt, but also what it might mean for their farm business, having to sell farm assets, for example, in order to be able to pay for these for medical expenses. We also talked to farmers who said that they really paid attention to what their farm income was like so that the children could be eligible for public insurance. And we just heard a lot about, you know, all the different things that people are having to do on a day-to-day basis to make sure that they can have health insurance since agriculture is such a dangerous occupation. One of the things that we've seen here a lot in Wisconsin is many farmers are working off the farm for that health insurance. Is that Mm -hmm. kind of something that you noticed in the study? What really impacted a person's decision to have a job off the farm? Yeah, that's a great question, Taylor. And yes, it is absolutely something that we saw. I think it was 60% of the farmers that we talked to said that they have an off-farm job. And when we asked you know, was it for income? Was it for insurance? Was it for pleasure? You know, we asked a few different things. Health insurance being a reason was, I think, was the top reason, that and income. And what we've heard from farmers, too, even in more recent research that we're doing is how there are folks, you know, farmers who love having their farm job, but we've heard from folks who said, I don't want to have an farm job. I wish I could really focus on the farm all the time and grow my business but I really need to have health insurance. So it's definitely impacting, you know, the, the kind of things that people do. And we've also heard, you know, that sometimes in rural areas when they there might not be as many good jobs with benefits, so people are having to travel maybe longer to a bigger, you know, area where there are more jobs with benefits and how that takes time away from the business, from the farm business. You know, you bring up a really good point, and I can imagine that the quality of health insurance also needs to be part of that conversation, too. What did you really see or even hear from farmers about their quality of health insurance and how that really impacted their businesses on the farm? Yeah, so the study um, that we just released actually specifically looked at that. Uh, When we looked at people who said they had a medical debt or that they were worried that they might have to take on the debt, let's say if they have a cancer diagnosis or heart attack or, you know, break a leg. What we found is when we compared people who said they were concerned and they were not concerned, what we found is that the kind, you know, their characteristics of their household, so for example, the age, you know, if they have young children, what kind of farm operation they have, you know, the scale, what kind of commodities, we found that there wasn't too many differences there. What we found the biggest differences was the type of health insurance that they have. And it wasn't so much the source, you know, do they get it from an off-farm job? Do they buy it on the marketplace? What really we found the difference was what you talk about in terms of quality. And it was how high are the out-of-pocket expenses or how high are the deductibles as well as the premiums. And so really what we found is that idea of underinsurance in the sense that in our study, over 90% of the farmers had health insurance, which is in line with what we know from USDA studies. So very, you know, a high rate of insurance, but at the same time, we found that problem of underinsurance 
where people have coverage, but the quality is not good. And so there is that constant concern, right, that worry about if people were to have a big health issue, they wouldn't be covered well. And what we also heard from talking to farmers, another thing that we did was interviewed. So having more of those conversations about, you know, how are things for you? What we heard too is people not going to the doctor, you know, for preventive care because they're worried about how much that's going to cost. And so, you know, potentially the long-term implications of not having been able to go to the doctor on a regular basis and what that means, you know, later on if, if problems get worse. And with all those things considered, so avoiding the doctor for preventative visits, not having access to affordable or even good health insurance, is the Affordable Care Act really a solution or almost like a Band-Aid to the problem? What were farmers' real reactions to the program? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we heard a lot of different things. We heard people who were very happy with the options that were offered as a result of the Affordable Care Act, and we heard of people who really don't like it. What we found was that because the rules around what counts as income changed, what we heard is that, you know, farm assets were counted differently, and so that that was a little better. But what we heard, too, was for in some areas, there were more options on the insurance marketplace. But what we heard as well was some of the challenge around estimating what your farm income is going to be. And in the sense of when you will sign up for a plan on the marketplace, you have to estimate, you know, what's your income going to be over the year. And, you know, when you're in agriculture, right, it's it's hard to know. It, it can vary a lot from one year to another. So we've heard of people who've had to, you know, send money back if they had received a tax subsidy. And so I think what we've heard is it really depends on people's situations. And it really depends on on where they live as well, because some people might have lived in an area where there were just a few plans on their marketplace, and in other areas, there were a lot of options. There are also states that expanded Medicaid, which made it a lot easier to access coverage, and then there are areas that didn't. So I guess it's not not a clear-cut answer, I guess, uh, would be my answer. You know, we talked before, too, about how this was more of a long-term and widespread study. So moving forward, what are some of the things that you plan to take away from the study and apply either on the farm or in other studies at the National Farm Medicine Center? Yeah, so I think it's a few different things. It's from the perspective of when we look at farm programming, including through extension and business planning and farm transition planning, is really the importance of thinking about the health insurance piece and how that plays out into the planning. I think for the policymakers, it's really because, you know, health insurance policies done a lot at the federal level and at the state level, right? Those are not things that us as individuals have a lot of control over in some ways. It's really talking to them about how health insurance and not having affordable health insurance coverage, as well as access to care, that's another challenge in rural areas that even if people have health insurance, it might be hard to access the care that people need because of where they live. It's really the importance of talking about the role of health insurance in farm business development. And it's really about the importance in thinking about if we want to have a strong agricultural sector, one where people can make a living, health insurance is an important piece of that affordable health insurance so that people, you know, don't spend a big chunk of their income on health insurance, but yet are protected considering, you know, the dangerous view of agriculture and also how stressful it is as an occupation. 
Again, that's Florence Bicot, a rural sociologist and associate research scientist at the National Farm Medicine Center. She says that having health insurance is only one piece of the puzzle, and now the greatest focus for many is finding